Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. I'm Bill Nygut with Georgia Public Broadcasting. In 1991, seven black and five white jurors convicted Troy Davis of murder in the shooting death of Savannah police officer Mark McPhail. Davis sat on Georgia's death row for 20 years. This is Troy Anthony Davis. I've been sitting on Georgia's death row for a crime I did not commit. It's been a struggle for me and my family, as well as the victim's family, who I sympathize with fairly, because they have been cheated out of justice just as I have. Leading up to his execution date, there were mass protests. Some of Davis's supporters included Pope Benedict XVI, former President Jimmy Carter, former Republican Congressman Bob Barr of Georgia. Of course, there were many people on the other side of the question of whether he should be executed as well. Efforts to stop the execution weren't successful. On September 21, 2011, the state of Georgia executed Troy Davis. Atlanta-based playwright Lee Noel was captivated by the case. She was commissioned by Atlanta Synchronicity Theater to write a play based on Troy Davis's story. It premiered at Synchronicity in 2016 and was called Beyond Reasonable Doubt, The Troy Davis Project. Each act of the play may lead you to a different conclusion about Troy Davis's guilt or innocence, which is precisely what Lee Noel wants to have happen. We're joined now by Lee Noel. Lee, why did you write this play? Well, I was fascinated by the case, um, and at the time of the leading up to the execution, I was involved in a lot of conversations and arguments about the Troy Davis case. And I was very surprised by how many people um, thought they were right. Everyone I knew thought they were right. People in the media, people who were uh, weighing in on the case, all thought they were right. And the thing is, they all had different opinions. And so that's a problem in a death penalty case because you can't have everybody be right with that. So I wanted to know why it was that people thought he was guilty, thought they were right, and why people who thought he was innocent thought they were right. I wanted to explore that. The uh, play does not exist in the traditional structure that we think of with a play in two acts. There isn't an act one and an act two. In fact, your instructions to theaters that produce this play uh, are that they should alternate which act goes first on, uh, on alternating uh, nights during the run. So what we're going to hear now, you don't call act one or two. This act is based on the names of the characters, and they are... Allison and Bob. And what is their basic story? Allison and Bob are a married uh, white couple living in Atlanta, um, Allison used to work for the CDC. She was laid off because her department um, got cut. And Bob is her husband, and he is a corporate attorney. And we are going to hear them debate furiously the innocence or guilt of Troy Davis throughout this act of the play. Correct. 
Beyond reasonable doubt, the Troy Davis Project intertwines fictional characters reacting to the pending execution of Troy Davis with factual material drawn from the Davis trial transcript, media reports, and statements from advocacy organizations and individuals that took a position on the execution. Like Lee Noel, GPB Radio entrusts to listeners the choice of deciding for themselves the issues the play presents. Here is the Allison and Bob Act of Beyond Reasonable Doubt, The Troy Davis Project. What you think happened the night of the murder depends entirely on the people you choose to believe. Troy Davis. I am innocent. Harriet Murray, witness. When he was shooting the police, he had a little smile on his face, a little smirky-like smile on his face. Amnesty International. Those who today still feel a sense of impotence can do something. They can support Amnesty International. They can help it to stand up for freedom and justice. CNN blog. I've always supported Amnesty International, but they picked the wrong case to showcase their opposition to capital punishment, which I share. That's why they had to fudge the facts. No physical evidence, seven of nine recanted both claims, false. The evidence was incontrovertible. Gene Woodford, retired warden. We write to you as former wardens who have had direct involvement in executions. Some of us have executed prisoners who maintained their innocence until the end. It is those cases that are most haunting to an executioner. We write to you with the overwhelming concern that an innocent person could be executed tonight. In the case of Troy Anthony Davis, doubt about his guilt remains. We urge you to ask the Georgia Board of Pardons and Paroles to reconsider their decision. Should that fail, we urge you to unburden your staff from the pain of participating in such a questionable execution. From the website, Ferengula.com. What really bothers me is the utter and complete lack of acknowledgement of the genuine possibility that Troy really did kill a police officer in cold blood and has lied about it ever since. A sociopath will never, ever admit the truth of his crimes. What you all seem to be forgetting is that there is only one party to this affair that can truly be said to be innocent beyond any doubt, and that is the murdered officer and his family who are still suffering. With every aspersion you cast upon the years of hearings they sat through to see the murderer of their family member brought to justice, you are adding to their misery. By proclaiming Troy's innocence, you are killing their loved one all over again. I am Troy Davis, you loudly proclaim. Yes, you are. Hi. Hi, look, I'm Lucy. Uh-huh. Are you with Greenpeace? Uh, no. Democratic Party of Georgia? No. Jehovah's Witness? No. Well, who are you with? Amnesty International. Ah, okay. I've always supported Amnesty. Now is not a good time, so if you don't mind... If I could just tell you about this campaign... Now is really not We're good. We're trying to save a man's life. And so you want me to write a check to help the cause. Let me just stop you right there. I lost my job five months ago. I just need your signature on a petition to try and stop an execution. Have you ever heard of Troy Davis? Um, yes. Good. 
So you know that he's an African-American man accused of killing a white police officer in Savannah, and he's maintained his innocence for 20 years. Yes, I know. It's really terrible. I just... He was convicted on eyewitness testimony. Seven out of nine witnesses who identified Troy as the shooter have recanted. There was no DNA linking him to the crime. They never even found the weapon. So no physical evidence, no DNA, and the eyewitnesses have recanted. I know. I've read about this case. I believe he's innocent. It's just... Eyewitness I... testimony is unreliable. The police were in a hurry, and they chose the wrong man, and now he's about to be executed for a crime he didn't commit. Will you sign the petition? It only takes a second. Spencer Lawton, District Attorney. The entire purpose of the voir dire is for the court to impanel a fair and impartial jury to try the issues between the state of Georgia and Troy Anthony Davis. The whole process that we have in this country is to have a fair and impartial jury to try the issues before the court. That is the purpose of having the jury selection. And we are not trying to pry that much into your personal life. It's just that we have a short period of time in which we can find the 12 folks best suited to sit on this particular case, free of bias or any partiality. You understand that? Yes. Did you know the Davis family? Yes. Had you ever met Troy Davis? Yes. And did you have any kind of friendship with him? <clears throat> yes. Now, you also indicated on the questionnaire that you heard others express opinions about the case. What was that opinion? Very negative. A lot of people consider him guilty. Do you have that opinion yourself? I hope not. I think very highly of Troy, and I'm hoping that he didn't do the crime that he's accused of. Okay. Lucy, was it? Yes. Look, I completely believe in what you're saying, all right? I do. I... Okay, look, I volunteered with Amnesty a long time ago. Oh, that's great. No, it's not great. I went door to door, people were mean. I got all these petitions signed and honestly, it didn't do any good. Why do you say that? Look, you're young and that's great, I burned out. I got petitions signed to save Tibet. And you know what, Tibet is being eviscerated by China, right this second, but I got my petition signed 15 years ago. Look, I, um, I'm sorry. Don't listen to me. I'm sorry you burned out. I completely understand that. I mean, sometimes I look at all the stuff that's happening, all the stuff that's just wrong, and it's kind of overwhelming. Sometimes I really get depressed about it. I'm just, I'm sorry. Look, you know what? Um, I'll sign it. Come in. Thanks. I'm Allison, by the way. Nice to meet you. That's a beautiful statue. Where'd you get it? Oh, in Nigeria. I work, um, I, I used to work for the CDC. It's the goddess Oshun for the Oshun Oshogbo Festival. Yeah, that's where I got it. Hold on, I need another pen. Oh, I'm sorry, it worked a minute ago. Don't worry about it. I've got tons of pens. Um, I don't think I've ever met anyone who knows about Oshun. How do you know about that? Oh, well, my father is Nigerian. He's the director of the Institute of African Studies at Emory. He's a cultural anthropologist, so I've been to Nigeria a couple of times. Oh, you going to Emory? No, I'm thinking of going back to get my master's in public health, but I don't think I'm ready yet. I'm a program assistant at the Carter Center. It's funny, as soon as they found out who my dad was, they asked me to work on their program for Nigeria, you know, the one to end river blindness. So I might get to go back to Nigeria next spring. Were you born there? No, I'm from here. People are surprised by that when they hear my name. You said your name was Lucy. Well, 
That's what I go by. My name is actually Chuku Dalu, which is Igbo for thank you, God. But let me tell you, kids on the playground don't get that. So I go by Lucy. It just makes everything easier. I bet. Yeah, I mean, as soon as people find out you have a name that's, that's different, foreign sounding, then it's like there's this wall between you and that person. They're either fascinated and that's all they want to talk about, or they treat you like you're weird or something, all because of a name. I like it, but I kind of want to guard it, you know? Sure. I mean, my mom and dad have been trying a long time to have me. They just couldn't get pregnant, hence the Oshun statue. Oshun is supposed to help women get pregnant. Yes, I know. So when I showed up, I guess my parents wanted to celebrate or something. Chuku Dalu. Thank you, God. Yes. Uh, look, I really don't You have said much you time, worked for the so CDC. What did you do? I was the head of a department. We... We worked with traditional birth attendants in Nigeria. The ones who are like midwives. Yes, we implemented training protocols to try and stop mother-to-child HIV transmission during the birthing process. Ah, my mom's an OBGYN. Right. So, so well, why did you uh, leave the CDC? That's such important work. They shut down my department. What happened? The Republicans threatened to shut down the government in April. And when that happened, well, suddenly my department didn't exist anymore. I guess HIV transmission to babies just wasn't important enough to them. God, I'm so sorry. Right, I'm just trying to. I, I think what you did at the CDC is amazing. Well, it has been nice talking with you, but uh, here's your petition. Wait, this is your pen. Keep it. You need it. I don't. Good luck. Thanks. Listen, I just want to say I'm sorry for what I said about amnesty. About Tibet? Listen, some campaigns take longer than others. Tibet is ongoing. But the campaign in Burma is working. We're making incredible strides. I think what you're doing is great. And if I were you, I'd totally be going door to door. God, back when I was your age, I was doing that all the time. You could still do it now. What? No, I'm done. I'm, I don't know what I am, but I am not built for this anymore. I'm, I'm just not. Why not? You're concerned about justice. Yes. You're concerned about parody. Yes, I know. And you it's know that Troy Davis is innocent. Yes. Yes. But Allison, I we're taking the petitions to the Georgia Board of Pardons and Paroles because it's Troy Davis's last chance. This is it. And I think that's great. But the cards are totally stacked against us, but there are a lot of us who are working to try and stop this execution. We have more than 500,000 signatures. I know from your background that you would be an incredible voice to have on this campaign. And if I were a little more... So I'm asking, do you want to come help me? I don't think I... Okay, look, I just... Troy Davis was arrested for something he didn't do. I'd love to tell you that this is rare, but it's not. Last fall, my dad drove to Emory. And when he got there, he realized he was missing some of his notes. So he drove back to the house and discovered that he didn't have his key. He had left it in the kitchen. So he jiggled the latch on the garage door and got into the house that way. The neighbors called the police on him. He showed the cops his driver's license and they read his address and they still didn't believe him. We had to go bail him out of jail. What? That's crazy. I know. And you know the worst part? After that, he couldn't look at me. He's a very proud man, powerful. But when he was arrested, some of the life just went out of him. Like he's ashamed around me, like he's ashamed as my father that that happened. Have you talked to him about it? Yes, and he just, 
He leaves the room. I mean, he's not from here, you know? He doesn't understand that in America, he's just black. Even with all his degrees and his books and his speaking engagements and his appointments to the government, none of that matters. It's all eliminated because when people look at my father, all they see is a black man with a weird accent. And here, black men are third class. I don't think he understood that. I don't think he knew that until he was arrested. God, Lucy, I am so sorry. Which is why it's so important to me to help Troy Davis. I see what the system does to black men, and if I can't help my father, then the least I can do is help Troy Davis, because he's innocent. He's been framed for something he didn't do, and they're going to kill him, Allison. They're going to kill him if we don't stop it. I could maybe help you, maybe. Where's your office? Here's the address. I'll meet you there at three, introduce you to people. Okay, okay, I'll be there. Thanks. Allison, I'm home and I brought pizza. Bob? Hey. <laughs> How was your trip? Good, a lot of meetings, but it was good. Good. Pizza? I'm starving. Dig in. Thanks. I didn't want to tell you this while you were out of town, but listen, this really cool woman, Lucy, came over two days ago. She's from Amnesty, and she had this clipboard, you know, she was getting her petition signed. So we're talking, and I really agree with what she's saying. Sure. So I went down to the Amnesty office, and I'm getting involved. Honey, that's fantastic. I know. That's amazing. That's just terrific, and it's right up your alley. Amnesty does great work. I just, are you sure you're ready for that? I'm fine. This is really good pizza. It is. I think if I could live on pizza, I would. Me too. We haven't done this in a long time. Done what? You know, this. We haven't? Yeah. I guess we haven't, huh? Used to call me at work and say you were running late. Because I'm always running late. So you didn't have time to make dinner, so you get a giant pizza and bring it home. And by then I was so starving, it was the best thing I had ever eaten, even if it was crap pizza. <laughs> we scarfed it down. And complained about work. We watched bad movies and we stayed up too late. And it was great. Like being with my best friend at a slumber party. It was the best. Oh, I could definitely watch a bad movie tonight. You're on. <laughs> well, maybe this amnesty thing is better for me than I thought. I can see that. Look at us. We've even got the good pizza now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what campaign do they have you work on? Is it that thing about Tibet? Actually, it's something right here in Georgia. It's the Troy Davis case. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know anything about it, Bob, but... I'm familiar with it. I mean, I've been following it, you know, when I was at the CDC, but I didn't feel like I had to do something about it until now. Uh-huh. I mean, you're always talking about your work, right? You talk about these cases where you have this really mean judge, and you just know you're going to lose because it's in front of that guy. So you know how the luck of the draw absolutely plays into the outcome. With the amount of mishandling this case has been through, and to think he was given the death penalty with so much doubt... It's just incredible to me. People assume that just because someone's in jail, that they're guilty. How much did they tell you? A lot. But you know, I read about it. CNN and the New York Times, and you remember Samantha at work? We were just obsessed. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time since I thought about it, so I'd forgotten some of the details, but the man is innocent. That's just it, Allison. I don't think he is innocent. What? 
This case has gone on for a very long time now. I know. It all started over 20 years ago. I'm aware. It's had multiple hearings, and every time they have found Troy Davis guilty. Why do you think that is? Because the legal system is racist. <laughs> Try again. Fine. If you want to get technical, the first case in 1991 found him guilty. The burden of proof required to prove yourself innocent after a guilty verdict is extraordinary. That burden of proof is a weak spot in the law. Is that what they told you? Yeah, but they're not the only ones saying it. GSU Law Review, the AJC, people are really talking about it. Ironically, that burden of proof was put into law by Bill Clinton to try to expedite terrorism trials, which disturbs me because you know I love Clinton. The burden of proof is ridiculously unfair. Why? You don't agree with that? No. No, I don't. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we will continue our voir dire from yesterday. The first question is, is any juror conscientiously opposed to capital punishment? Now, you indicated on the questionnaire that you knew something about this case. Yes. And did you hear people? Did you talk to other people about the case? I have a friend who does know the person accused. That does know Troy Davis? Mm-hmm. Well, what did they tell you? An encounter with the person on trial. Your friend had an encounter with Troy Davis? Mm -hmm. In the past, uh-huh. I think maybe a bottle thrown. The defendant threw a bottle at your friend? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, did your friend express an opinion about whether or not the defendant, Troy Davis, was guilty or not? Probably was guilty. Now, is that just because he threw a bottle at him? I think... I, I think because of that incident in particular. Look, Bob, you represent Kellogg's. You represent Toys R Us. You don't try criminal cases. I know what I do. Right. So there are some areas of the law where you don't know as much as other people. As much as Amnesty does. Well, yes. You understand that I went to law school. Yes. You understand that I'm a partner in the firm. I understand that. And you understand that Amnesty is not a law firm. They're an advocacy organization. I'm sure that they have lawyers that work with them. I'm sure that you're right. But they're being armchair lawyers, and so are you. That's very dangerous. You're passing judgment about a man's innocence based on a few sound bites without having any law background or real knowledge about the case. I know that seven out of nine witnesses recanted. And did you read that? In the trial transcripts? No, I read it in the New York Times and in the packet Amnesty gave me. We live in the age of the sound bite, Allison. People are on the edge of their seats every day, just waiting to be outraged about something. And something like this comes up, and they're outraged. And while I understand that, I have to tell you that there's a reason the legal system exists. There's a need to protect the accused from the outrage of the mob. There have to be rules. There has to be law. And I happen to be one of the people that is charged with keeping the law. Like, I am glad that you ventured out of the house, but I don't think you should get involved with this Troy Davis thing. It's poisoned on all sides, and I don't want you to be hurt by it. How would I be hurt by it? I just... I think it would be best if you chose something else to focus on. Take a yoga class. A man's life is at stake and you want me to take a yoga class? Allison, the man is guilty. What if he's not? What if he's not and they execute him? The system works. He's guilty. How do you know? I just know. Okay. How do you know so much about this case? I can't avoid this case. Troy Davis has dominated every law publication website and blog in this state for six months. Every attorney in this town knows about the Troy Davis case. That may be, but... Amnesty has not cornered the market on the truth. What makes you think they're wrong? What makes you think they're right? They're Amnesty, Bob. Amnesty. When someone is wrongly imprisoned, 
they step in and save them. They're like Mother Teresa. They're like Gandhi. They're Martin Luther King. They don't make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Maybe the legal system made a mistake. Maybe they chose the wrong man. Allison. What? Back away from this case, I am telling you. No, I just... What is the matter with you? You tell me to venture out of the house. You tell me to try something different. Look, Allison, I know that we've had our problems lately. Can we both agree on that? The past couple of years have been rough, but the way to solve our problems is I not- I am not trying to solve our problems. I am trying to find my compass. Can you understand that? I've had no purpose, no meaning. Most mornings I wake up and I think, why should I even get out of bed? Now I have found something that makes me feel needed. They're going to execute him, Allison. No, no matter what you do, no, they are going to execute Stop him. And that. it will be the right thing to do no, because won't. he's guilty. He is guilty and he deserves what's coming to him. You you just said I'm sorry, but you worked to end the death penalty with me in college. I know what I did. And now you're saying you're saying that the state should have the right to kill people. Yes, I think it should. I'm not sure I know who you are. Look, the world is complicated. There are bad people and there are good people. And which of those are you? <laughs> I don't need to justify myself to you. Really? College is a long time ago, all right? When people get older, they get more conservative. I haven't. <laughs> like hell you haven't. You're not a vegetarian anymore. You don't boycott companies because of their politics. You don't go to demonstrations. That's because my job ate my life. And when they shut down my department, I was depressed. That is not the only reason that you were depressed. But I believe in exactly it what I used to believe in. Nothing on that front has changed in me. Nothing. Well, I guess that's how we're different. I'm going out. Don't wait up. So then I said to her, hey, I'm not married to you. Right. I mean, I've seen this girl twice, right? Right. So I said, hey, you don't get to tell me what to do just because we had sex. Not how it works, honey. Right. So she left, like they all do. Sorry, Tony. Sorry, whatever. I mean, women, right? Right. That's too bad you married Allison. In college, we killed, man. We totally killed. I know. I mean, you were my wingman, and then you got all hitched. Yeah. Left me hanging, but whatever, you know, I do okay on my own, am I right? You're right. Yeah, as long as I keep my Johnson clean, I'm good. No STDs for me, man. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Drinking a little slow tonight, Matilda. Gotta keep up. Sorry, long day. Yeah. Yeah, cool, you called me. We don't hang like we used to. We should hang more often. I know. Is that married lifestyle you got? No room for me in that. Allison's never like me. She just doesn't like what you do. What's wrong with what I do? She says you're a sleazy lawyer. It's a lucrative line of work. Allison doesn't like it. Yeah, woman can't stand me. Always said I was a bad influence. Well, that's cool, that's cool. It's all right. I never liked her either. Too headstrong. What are you talking about? In college, she was all about her causes and whatever. Save the whales, protect the tuna. I mean, she was half an inch away from being one of those hippie girls. Patchouli and crap, you know what I mean? Vegan. Totally, totally all. No animals for me. I'm pro-choice, but don't execute that mass murderer. Just whack, man. Just whack. Kill the babies, but save the convicts? Her morals were a little upside down. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Even turned your head around. When I met you, you were a card-carrying conservative like me. Then you met Allison, and you rolled liberal and crap. Am I right? Yeah, but I kept you sane, man. I said, hey, 
As long as she's shaving her armpits, she's okay, right? Right. She still shaves her armpits, right? Tony, yes. She still shaves. I'm <laughs> just looking out for you, man. There's a lot of women out there in between marriages just looking for a man like you. I'm married. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. To Allison. Yeah, man. Ah, you know I'm just yanking your chain, right? Allison and me, we're pretty okay, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't come over for Christmas, right? But we're okay. She hasn't put the kibosh on seeing me. I mean, she knows you're here. Actually, she doesn't know where I am. No, well, what'd you tell her? I said I was going out. I told her not to wait up. Oh, now that's doing it Tony style. <laughs> that's what I've been trying to get you to do for years. Yeah, we're having problems. Uh, the, what, what kind of problems? You know, the, the baby thing. Miscarriage. Tough. That's tough. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was shooting blanks for five years before that. God, I... It really does a number on you. Like, I, I can't even get her pregnant. Yeah. So then we did IVF. 17 grand, and Oof. then she miscarried twice. Once last year and once three months ago. God. I mean, she got depressed. I mean, who wouldn't? We've lost two babies now, so... She's been living on the couch. I, I mean, living there. It, man, it is all I can do to get her to sleep in the bed, take a shower. So I, I told her to go out, take a yoga class or something. Oh. I, I know. But I love her, man. I, I don't know what to do, you know? I mean, and now, I went out of town a few days ago, and while I was gone, she latched on to this Troy Davis case. Oh, that's some bad stuff, man, bad stuff. I told her. Case like that, people get crazy. Liberals yelling to save him, conservatives yelling to kill him. No gray area there. I know. Divisive. It's divisive, man. I know. If you have good facts, you argue the facts. If you have bad facts, argue the law. Troy Davis, man, he has bad facts. That's all there is to it. I know. But just try to explain that to Allison. I mean, I'm an attorney, right? Mm. I can't control the system. She's all over me like I'm Satan or something. <laughs> Damn straight. You know what I'm sick of? This whole I am thing. I am Troy Davis. I am Spartacus. I am Darth Vader. Yeah, and then the mothers would come forward and say, well, my baby would never do something like that. And then it turns out her baby has killed like four guys. Yeah, those athletes who kill their girlfriends, right? Their moms are all over the TV. Oh, my baby's perfect. He would never, whatever. Your baby took a gun and shot someone, all right? And they know it. Those moms know it. God. Allison thinks he's innocent. Why? <laughs> Somebody asked her to sign a petition. Oh, it's real easy to get people to sign a petition. People read it, they believe it, and they sign it. They don't think about it. Nobody thinks anymore. You notice that? It's not cool to think. Very true. It's cool to react. Everybody's all reactive and stuff. Me? I'm a believer in live and let live. Unless you act like a jackass, then I'm all live and let die. <laughs> yeah. Now I was live and let live until I got mugged. You got mugged? I told you about that. You know, I, I was... Walking to my car from work, it was kind of late. He, I walked into the parking deck, and this guy grabbed me. I don't even know where he came from. You never told me this. He was waiting for you? Hell, I don't know. I never even heard him coming. He had a knife, said he'd kill me if I didn't give him my wallet. So what happened? I gave it to him. I'm not stupid. He took my cell phone, too, and, <laughs> and then he punched me. And that's the part that gets me. He hit me, even though I did exactly what he wanted. I threw up for two hours after that. That's how hard he hit me. Man. I never told Allison. And after that, I had this thing about the parking deck. Couldn't park there anymore. I'd stock up on quarters and feed them into the parking meter all day. Every two hours, I'm running back out to feed the meter. And I got to thinking, this is unbelievable. 
I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. And this guy, he just gets away with it? No. No, there should be consequences. Crime and punishment, man. I'd read how some guy would kill somebody, and I found myself thinking, they should just kill that guy. You do something that bad, that should be it for you. Damn straight. And since then, I've thought the death penalty made sense. Mm. Because once you've been violated like that, you realize that there are people who don't live by the rules, and somebody needs to stop them. <laughs> this was a black guy who mugged you, right? No. It was a white guy, skinny, looking like he was about 19. I weighed him by about 50 pounds, but he had a knife. What was I supposed to do? Sorry to hear that, man. Sorry. They catch him? No. See, that's bull, man. That's bull. I know. Wait. You called the police. <laughs> no. You should have called them. I could have represented you. You couldn't represent me. You're an ambulance chaser. I specialize in negligent acts, <laughs> my friend. Negligent acts. You should have called the police. Guy's probably out there right now doing that to somebody else. They should have locked that guy up. Look, just because somebody gets locked up doesn't mean they're going to stay locked up. That's the truth, man. That's the truth. And don't get me started on rehabilitation. Rehabilitation? What garbage. We don't want people rehabilitated in prison. We want them to suffer. Might as well just admit it. True. We say we're a Christian country, but... People I say they're all Christian and crap, but they're not. What they do is get all Old Testament on each other. Christ said, turn the other cheek. We forget that part. But an eye for an eye, we are all over that crap. True. As far as I'm concerned, the Ten Commandments could be replaced with one commandment. Don't be a putz. Moses could have saved that other tablet, man. He could have just posted, don't be a putz, and called it a day. Uh-huh. Don't be a putz. And underneath it, it would say, and you know what I mean. <laughs> now, I'm not sure everything's covered by don't be a putz. Adultery, yeah. Stealing, yeah. But murder, that's more than being a putz. Okay, I'll revise it. Don't be a putz or a monster, and you know what I mean. Right. I mean, human nature is fickle, right? People have bad days. I'm having one right now. Yeah, but you're just having a drink with me. You have a bad day, you snap at Allison, and you have a drink with me because I'm such a treat. But other people... They have a bad day, and they go on some violent rampage, like the world owes them, or they're going to go all Rambo on people. That's bull. Hey, you hear this about Troy Davis? The man was wearing a Batman shirt when he was beating up homeless guys and shooting people. Bull, man. You wear a superhero shirt, you act like a superhero. Damn straight. You don't wear a superhero shirt and do stuff that is unbecoming to the uniform, am I right? The world's going to hell. It, it totally is, man. It totally is. I have bad days, right? Somebody cuts me off in traffic. I am this close to doing something stupid. You have to watch yourself. There are gateway behaviors to being a putz. <laughs> I know it, man. I know it. For example, you always want me to cheat on Allison, but I don't do it. Keep my moral compass pointing north. Hey, I just want you back as my wingman. You figure out how to do that and still be married. That's good by me. I'll think about it. You do that. Don't be a putz. You know it. Thanks for letting me come back over. Of course. I'm glad we're making signs for the rally. You know the jurors on the case? They said if they knew then what they know now, Troy Davis would not be on death row. I read that. It really makes you think about how messed up the legal system is. <clears throat> I, um, didn't realize we had company. This is Lucy. Hi. She's from Amnesty. Ah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Can I speak with you for a moment? Excuse me. Sure. Were you going to tell me you had someone coming over? You got in around 4 a.m., Bob, and you passed out when you hit the bed. When was I supposed to tell you? I don't know. Yesterday? We just planned this last night. When could I tell you? Right. I'm going to the rally tonight. 
and I don't know when I'm going to be home. God, Allison, a rally won't fix anything. Yes, it will. <laughs> Never before have I seen a case where proof of a rally was brought up in court. So you're just getting yourself upset, and frankly, you're wasting your time. Rallies are the reason that I can vote. It took almost 100 years for women to win the vote, and they did that by gathering in houses and marching in the streets. Are you really comparing? Do you think that segregation just magically disappeared because the courts woke up one day with a conscience? No. People took to the streets and said, you will stop this. The people applied pressure and the court changed the law. Brown versus Board of Education. So don't tell me that a rally won't fix anything. This is exactly why I didn't want you involved in this. Why, because I'm getting upset? Everyone should be upset. My God, an innocent man is about to be executed. What? You want me to just sit here? Just do nothing? It doesn't involve you, Allison. Why in the world would you want to be involved in this? You're the John Donne fan. You tell me. Every man's death diminishes me. You got it. John Donne said nothing about capital punishment. Well, maybe he should have. God, Allison, I... I have a rally. Allison, we have got to talk. Carol told us... I don't want to talk. That if we didn't talk about what happened, and my God, I look at you and you're shutting down just like she you're said. You're mad at me. Because I'm going out. That's what this is. God, this baby thing is eating you alive, and you have just latched on to this Troy Davis thing so you don't have to deal with... I don't with, have If time. we don't talk about this right now, we might as well just... I don't have time for this. We are splintering apart. And you know it. We are this far from... And you know the best part? The man is guilty. He's innocent. Amnesty says... I don't give a damn what amnesty says. Well, I do. I believe in amnesty. Wow, Bob. Are you an attorney or aren't you? You know the system is flawed. 150 people on death row were released because they were innocent. They'd be dead now if it weren't for amnesty, so don't tell they me. They have an ax to grind. They want to end the death penalty, even if they have to skate over the truth to do it. God, you're arrogant. You don't know what the truth is. Neither do you. Neither do they, because everyone involved in this case is lying or wrong, whether they acknowledge that or not, whether they understand that or not. Wow. Nice blanket statement. Spectacular logic there. <laughs> well, I, somebody is lying. So tell me, did the eyewitnesses lie under oath at the trial 20 years ago, or are they lying now? Because you can't have both. Those eyewitnesses agreed with each other at the trial, and 20 years have passed, and suddenly it's all over the internet. Seven out of nine eyewitnesses recanted. And what do they mean by recantations? Because some of them in their recantations attested that what they said at the trial was true. Where did you read that? You want to know what they said at the trial? Under oath? Troy Davis killed Mark McPhail in cold blood. Mark McPhail was running to help a man that Troy Davis was pistol whipping, and Davis shot him. McPhail never even drew his weapon. How do you know that? Dorothy Farrell, witness. Will you state your full name, please, ma'am? Dorothy Lee Farrell. Now, Miss Farrell, I'll ask you to direct your attention to about two days after the shooting incident. Well, they was like looking for the boy that killed the police officer. One particular day, they came through there, and they was like raiding different people. And I stopped him and was talking to a Detective Wilson. And it, it was a picture on the seat. That was the guy that shot Mr. McPhail. It was just like I saw it. And I just told him, I say, Wilson, that's the guy that shot the police officer. And he asked me how I knew that. And I told him I saw it. And he thought I was playing. And then I told him, you know, 
what had happened and everything. And he picked the picture up and he say, are you sure? And I say, yeah. Now, did you know Officer McPhail? Personally, I don't know him, but I, I saw him like a night or two before his killing. And what was he doing? Well, one particular night, there was an old man in Burger King. He was like homeless, and he, he wanted something to drink. And Mr. McPhail brought him a cup of coffee and was sitting down talking to him, stuff of that nature. Let me show you an item that's been marked State's Exhibit Number 3 and ask if you can identify that. This is the, the police officer, a picture of Mr. McPhail. It would be one thing if you'd read the trial transcripts. It would be one thing if you'd read the judge's ruling from 2010, but you haven't. You have swallowed what an organization has told you to swallow, and now you preach it like it's gospel. You want me to read up on the trial, is that what you're saying? No, I if want- If you guys need me to leave, I can totally- No, we're fine. But this is- Bob believes in the law. He believes that the law is always just, but he happens to be wrong. If he looked at all the people who were exonerated by the Innocence Project, he'd understand. If he read up on it, he'd see that the Troy Davis case has created a schism in the law community because everyone knows that the burden of proof required here is extraordinary. The law is broken. There are lawyers, judges, and justices lining up to save Troy Davis because everyone thinks he's innocent. And no one wants to execute an innocent man. We delivered a petition with more than 600,000 signatures to the State Pardons Board. Now tell him about Jimmy Carter. Oh, well, people from all sides of the political spectrum have come forward to try and stop the execution. Desmond Tutu, Bob Barr, William Sessions, even Pope Benedict. Even the Pope. Yeah, we are also helping Color of Change collect signatures to have the death warrant for Troy Davis rescinded. Um. Who are you going to send that to exactly? To the current district attorney in Chatham County, Larry Chisholm. We've had thousands of people calling his office night and day. You were calling Larry Chisholm's office? Yes. You were getting people to sign petitions asking him to rescind the death warrant? Yes. He's the first African-American district attorney in Savannah. He's going to be on our side. He has no ability to stop the execution. You understand that. You are calling this man night and day. You are barraging his office nonstop. You are crucifying a man who has absolutely no power to stop this execution. Why not? He's the district attorney. Because he's been charged with upholding the law, not with ignoring it. He's the one in power now. It doesn't matter. He has to uphold the law. Do you understand that? Davis was sentenced with the death penalty in a court of law. That happened before Larry Chisholm took office. He has zero power to stop it now. His job is to carry out the order that was given by the court system. Do you understand that? Does either of you understand he that? He has the right to intervene, and he should. John Lewis, Jimmy Carter, and the Congressional Black Caucus have sent him letters. Pressure is mounting. All we're asking is that he postpone the execution and give him a new trial. Georgia procedural law doesn't work like that. I'm sorry, but it doesn't. I can't explain it any better than that. But in the appeal... The appeals don't work like that either. They just don't. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you want to know how this works? <laughs> if you want a new trial, in front of a jury, you get a hearing. In front of a judge. And you show him your new evidence. If the judge looks at your evidence and decides you deserve a new trial, you get one. And if he decides you don't, then you don't. It's like a game of mother may I. Davis wanted a new trial. So he took those recantations and a new ballistics expert to Judge Moore. And Judge Moore said no. 
Davis tried that with other appeals in other courts all over the state. He even sent it to the Supreme Court and they kicked it back to the state of Georgia. And they all said no. You know why? Because those recantations weren't believable. But the original testimony was coerced. The only way the witnesses could set the record straight was to recant. Those witnesses had lied so many times they had zero credibility. The only two who didn't recant were the guy who really did it and his sister. How is the truth not a complete defense? You want the truth? Davis brought his recanting witnesses to the hearing with Judge Moore, but he didn't put them all up on the stand. You know why? Because they wouldn't have held up under questioning. His evidence simply wasn't good but enough. Judge Moore was biased, obviously. He had a right-wing bent. And <laughs> Judge Moore was appointed by Bill Clinton. Would you call him right-wing? You seem like a very sincere young lady, and I appreciate your concern in all of this, but this is a legal matter, nothing more. The man will be executed tomorrow, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. Hey, what did the Board of Pardons say? Oh, God. Oh, no. Um, okay, I'll be there in a few minutes. They rejected his bid for clemency. Oh, God. I'll grab the signs and meet you outside, okay? Okay. Allison, listen to me. Everyone involved in this case is trying to do what they think is right. But the people you want to be right aren't always right, and the people you want to be wrong aren't always wrong. You said there was information in the trial transcripts. Of course there is. If you want to know what actually happened with this case, that's the only way you're ever going to find out. All right, then. Get me the transcripts. Listen to me. We, we have to talk about us. Can you just stay here tonight no. and we... Can you get me the transcripts? I... This is it, isn't it? I don't know what you mean. Yes, you do. This is an important point to make. There are two Troy Davis cases. There's the legal case and the public relations case. We have consistently won the case in court. We have consistently lost the case in the public realm, on TV and elsewhere. I'm a little claustrophobic. This is... It's okay. Uh, I haven't been around people, not since... Don't think about it like it's a crowd. Well, that's really hard. You're going to be fine. This is just so important. I just... Okay, think about what you're trying to do. Did you hear about the other rallies? Yes. Paris, London, New York, Morocco. They have to stop this. They just have to. They can't kill him. It's so wrong. Look, we're gaining traction. We're reaching the tipping point. As soon as the state of Georgia realizes the world is watching, they'll cancel the execution. What do we want? Justice! What do we want? Now! I am Troy Davis! You are Troy Davis! We are Troy Davis! They say death row! We say hell no! They say death row! We say hell no! I am Troy Davis! I am Troy Davis! I am Troy Davis! Troy Davis! Yeah. Yeah. Troy Davis was convicted in Chatham County in Savannah of a crime he 
did not commit. Tell the truth. He was a young black man who was in the wrong place at the wrong time uh-huh. in Chatham County. Race relations are like they were in the 1950s. Because the place they wanted to put all black men is locked up behind bars. He stands here today because executing an innocent man does not bring justice to the family of Mark Lafayette. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. I'm Troy Davis. I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Oh my God, do you see that guy? What guy? The guy with the sign, Justice for Mark McPhail, calling for the execution. Why do people do that? That's not what this is about. These rallies have always been peaceful with with praying and singing and crying. This isn't a circus, all right? Troy Davis has suffered enough. His family is here and they have to see you with that sign? That is wrong. No justice, no no peace. peace. No justice, no No peace. peace. No justice, no peace. Hi. Hi. I'm just back to change clothes and grab a few things. All right. We're going to the prison today in Jackson. He's scheduled to be executed tonight at 7. I see. I slept on someone's sofa last night. Could have called. I said I'd be late. You didn't say that meant the next morning. I was at a rally. I didn't know how long I would go. I know. There were thousands of people there. Good. I wish you'd been there. No, you don't. I don't understand how you can think he's guilty. I don't understand that. We don't have to talk about it. It's so awful. It's a tragedy if he's innocent and they kill him. And it's a tragedy if he's guilty, if he's put the McPhail family through this for 20 years. No one's going to win. Everyone is going to be upset. I'm upset. Had a very long night last night. And I realized you're not coming home. Not really. I realized the kindest thing for me to do is leave. So that's what I'm doing. What do you mean? I know you're upset about Troy Davis, but maybe this is actually about something else that happened in college that you don't want to look at. I can't. You wanted, and I thought, because I believed it was your body, so it had to be your choice, but we've been trying to have a baby now for almost 10 years. We had our chance, and we didn't take it. I was 20. I wasn't ready. If we had a baby, but it didn't happen, and... Where are you going? I'm staying with Tony and then I don't know. You're mad at me because I think Troy Davis is innocent and you think he's guilty. If that is what you choose to look at here, if that makes this easier for you, then okay, do it. I don't know what you're talking about. I lost something too, you know? I lost two babies in every miscarriage. I lost you. But you won't talk about that. You won't even acknowledge it. I miss you even when you were right next to me because you were not there anymore. I don't know what you're... Something happened, and you've just soldiered on. I'm going to be fine. I'm not sure about that. I got you the trial transcripts. They're on the table. They have to stop the execution, Bob. They have to. They have to. Save an innocent life? Yes. Yes. You know, I think this is a tragedy, too. If it's any consolation. Don't go. Bob?
We have to stop this. We have to save him. There must be something in these transcripts. From the trial transcripts, Spencer Lawton, District Attorney. As the evening grew late when it was about a quarter to midnight on Friday night, it happened that five young men drove down the street in a car together, and they were being a bit rowdy, cutting the fool. The defendant, Troy Davis, for reasons best known to him, shot into the car with a 38 caliber pistol. Benjamin Gordon, witness. The boy that was doing the shooting had on a white Batman shirt. I think he just got mad at us because we was at the party. I knew they was going to go get a gun. When he shot into the car with the 38 caliber pistol, he hit one of the passengers, a young man named Michael Cooper. He hit him in the face. Cooper was taken to the hospital where he was treated. He did not die, but the bullet was recovered from his head and that bullet can be matched to the gun that fired bullets into the body of officer Mark McPhail just over an hour later in that same night. Wait. Someone else was shot that night? Just after that, Larry Young was hit blindsided in the side of the head by Davis with a pistol. He suffered serious, severe injuries from this. The cut to his head required 15 stitches, and he was subsequently hospitalized twice for brain surgery, which put him in intensive care. Did they prove that? Why didn't Amnesty... That leaves <sighs> the defendant Davis. What did he do? Well, he ran in the other diagonal direction. Officer McPhail followed him. He turned and he shot Officer McPhail. The officer fell and Davis shot him again as he lay on the asphalt in the parking lot. The bullet was recovered from Officer McPhail's body. And as I've already indicated to you, that bullet can be matched to the gun that was used earlier to shoot Michael Cooper. Taken in its entirety, that evidence will show you beyond any reasonable doubt that during the period of a few murderous hours, this defendant, Troy Davis, shot one young man in the face, severely pistol whipped another, and then murdered in cold blood a uniformed officer of the Savannah Police Department. But Amnesty said, wait, what about this? Harriet Murray, witness. Okay, you indicated the fella in the white shirt hit Larry, and where did he hit him? He hit him on the side of the face, up close near the temple side. Could you tell whether he had a, or what he hit him with, if anything? Yeah, he, he hit him with a gun. Larry was hollering for somebody to call the police, and then the police ran from the back of the bus station around to the front. You say he shot the policeman? Yes. And after the man shot the police officer while he was on the ground, what did that man do? Well, when, when he was shooting the police, he had a little smile on his face. A little smirky-like smile on his face. But... Would you state your name, please, sir? Antoine Williams. Before you gave the second statement to the police, did you have an occasion to look at some pictures? Yes, sir. And what had the person you picked out done? He was the one that shot the cop. Was he also the one that hit the guy in the head with the gun? Yes, sir. If you look around the courtroom, see if you can recognize that individual. Over there. Yana, may the record reflect he's identified the defendant, Troy Anthony Davis? But that can't be right. Harriet Murray, witness. Okay, Miss Murray. Why did you pick out the one that you did pick out? Because that's the one looked like the guy that had hit Larry and shot the police. And it's that picture. Like, when I first looked at it, I got real shaked up when I looked at it. Nervous, shaked up. It, it was the same person that hit Larry and had shot the police. 
If you look around the courtroom now, can you see the person who hit Larry and shot the officer? Yes. Right there in the corner. Let the record reflect that the witness has indicated the defendant? No, this isn't possible. The police coerced them to say that. Antoine Williams, witness. But it's your testimony. The police never pressured you to say anything in those two statements from August 19th or... No, ma'am. Nobody never pressured me, ma'am. Just... And nobody suggested for you to say anything specific? No, ma'am. Never. But Amnesty said the police coerced them. Judge William T. Moore, Jr., U.S. District Court. Mr. Williams' testimony established only that his statements were never coerced. This isn't right. What about the recantations? First, it is not proper to consider Mr. Williams' testimony a recantation. He never indicated that his earlier statements were false, only that he can no longer remember what he said. They said the witnesses recanted. It does not contain any direct recantation. Ultimately, while Mr. Davis's new evidence casts some additional minimal doubt on his conviction, it is largely smoke and mirrors. But... Spencer Lawton, District Attorney. So Larry Young, who does he say is guilty of the assault on him, Troy Anthony Davis? So who did Harriet Murray tell the police had hit Larry, Troy Anthony Davis? Then there was Sergeant Sanders, United States Air Force. Who did he tell you hit Larry and shot Officer McPhail? Troy Anthony Davis. Then there was Dorothy Farrell. Who did Dorothy Farrell tell the police had hit Larry? Who did she tell the police had shot Officer McPhail? Troy Anthony Davis. Who did Antoine Williams say to the police had hit Larry? Troy Anthony Davis. Who did Dee Dee Collins tell the police had shot into the car? Troy Anthony Davis. Benjamin Gordon. Who did he tell? the police shot into the car. Troy Anthony Davis, according to the overwhelming weight of the testimony of eyewitnesses in this case, who's guilty of these crimes? Troy Anthony Davis. Oh, God. He's guilty? You've been listening to Beyond Reasonable Doubt, The Troy Davis Project a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. The play was written by Lee Noel, who adapted it for radio. The cast includes Cynthia Barker, John Benzinger, Eddie Bradley Jr., Lane Carlock, Danielle Deadweiler, Terry Henry, Eric Mendenhall, and Stephen Ruffin. Our producer is Sean Powers. He had assistance from Jenny Amund and Olivia Rheingold. Lane Starrett was the audio engineer for the project. Music in this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Bill Nygut. You can find more information about the Troy Davis case at gpbnews.org. And if you haven't caught the other act of Beyond Reasonable Doubt, download it from Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening. when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.